and welcome back to the Fit Finance sessions after something of a, a summer hiatus. I think it's probably been three or four weeks since since we last graced the airwaves. Anyway, today we come to you um, without Tom. We're not quite sure where he's got to, um, but so it's Tim, Tim Weber, myself, Henry Edison, and we've got some very exciting news that Charlie Redding has written a new book called The Life Legacy Gift. Um, it's not for resale. Um, so, so we thought ahead of um, the, the official release of Charlie's, Charlie's latest um, uh, writing that we would um, we'd have a little bit of a, a chat around all things legacy planning um, and some of the things that, that, that you might want to consider whilst you're still alive, um, but just getting those, those ducks in a row so everything is sorted out um sort it out for you when when the final day does eventually come um tim i don't know if, uh, tim i don't know if you want to start but what sort of things do you do you think we should be thinking about um at at, at for for that for that time yeah sure so i think first things first and, and almost most importantly um is about maximizing what legacy you're actually going to be able to give in the first place i you know if you've got a large estate and there's going to be a lot of tax to pay on on death then the legacy this idea of legacy planning is going to be far less of a of a problem if um you know there's less to give there's less to be considered there's less to be to be giving down so uh, clearly i'm talking about inheritance tax here and essentially all things that, that we can be doing to be to be minimizing that um now rather than going down a rabbit hole on that tangent which we've um done in many many different episodes before um just yeah. a general commentary on it to to have a look at it <laughs> to reduce it there's various different ways in which you can do it um and actually as a tax I always say this to clients as a tax uh it, it's relatively uh, not easy but it's one which has i would argue one of the most options available to to people to to miscate it you know and there's various different ways in which you can do it um but you know it depends on what what your estate is comprised of and and various things that you know what you've gifted in the past and so on so um yeah i think first things first is just making sure that what you aim to give as a legacy is is um in the best shape as it can be yeah no, i think that's actually right isn't it so I suppose accumulating as much as you can and then protecting as much as you can from the from the tax man when the day comes. Um, ever feared second bite of the cherry, as it's often called, isn't it? Well, that's it. That's it. Mm. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> was it Jenkins, Lord Jenkins, wasn't it? Who, uh, we must have mentioned this quote on a million occasions. He said, well, is it a voluntary tax paid by those who dislike their heirs more than they distrust the government or something? That's right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. But yes, that's right. And, and, I, and, I, and I suppose moving on from moving on from that, the, the other bit that I would that I would highlight um, is, is getting all the legal, the legal side of it <clears throat> drawn up and, and set out. The obvious one and that most people are, of course, aware of is, is writing a will, um, which is obviously important because it directs where your money goes to. And certainly if you want to make um, bequests to charities or to individuals, um that the will is a place to draw those up um otherwise and if you haven't got a will in place <clears throat> um it's it, it, the the government will decide who gets your money um which i mean inevitably, invariably it goes to your spouse and then to your children and, and so on and so forth but, but certainly for making those other other donations it's it's vitally important and um, the other things that I, I suppose you might consider Two, and I think are pretty important. The, the lasting power of attorney, which I suppose comes before death, um, 
which is, is is just a document that, that that says how you want your money to be run and how you want your your care to be attended to if you're if you're not in a position to make those decisions because well one you might be out of the country which might be a money thing um but but more importantly if if, if your head's not working properly and, and you don't know how to make those decisions um and then i suppose just to tie it off neatly and to come back around into the inheritance tax planning that you were talking about Tim, is 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 to review any trusts that you set up or to consider whether or not you should be setting trusts up um trust simply being so they all sound very complicated but ultimately they are just a place to deposit an asset it doesn't need to be money i've heard of model train sets being deposited in trust um, but property or whatever it might be um, so that it's protected um, for the next generation and, and and it can be looked after by the trustees so that it doesn't go to the children when they're only um, five years old and go and blow it or 18 years old and blow it all on their first day at university um, so yeah so those are those are the bits that i would add um, so there we are there we've done it tim i reckon five minutes we've smashed what charlie in the life legacy gift has described in 140 pages amazing <laughs> do you have anything to add I don't know. I think, as you say, it's a really, uh, brief synopsis of, of legacy planning full stop. I'm absolutely right. Yeah. Anyway, thanks very much for joining us this week. Uh, we hope very much to have Mr. Senegals uh, with us uh, next week. Um, but until then, goodbye.